Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. LaFanya Jones, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapists. What we will be is down to earth, informative, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up the volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 16, Tug of Words. Okay, interns, this week we are going to go over negotiation versus compromise. Good topic, huh? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people think they're the same thing. Yes. And they're not. No, they're not. Especially when you're in relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so compromise is one of those situations where neither person actually gets what they want. It seems like it's more... Um, of the negotiation where each person, each person is able to get something in exchange uh, for what they want. So, you know, it, a lot of times people think that compromise is the, the win-win, mm-hmm. but it really ends up being, you know, lose, lose, lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. because with compromise, yes. And even with negotiation to some extent, but we both have to give up something. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard part with compromise is that we both don't get something. Yeah. So an example, just, just to give you examples of both example of compromise would be, so Dr. Strickland wants to eat Mediterranean food today and I want to eat seafood. So then we just decide, okay, let's just go eat pizza. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that compromise or is that negotiation? That's compromise. compromise. Is it compromise? Because mm-hmm. I thought. So let me give you the the, no. de- the example for negotiation. Then it may mm-hmm. help. So negotiation would be she wants to eat Mediterranean. I want to eat seafood. So we say, okay, you know what? Let's go eat Mediterranean today. And I go eat. We go eat seafood tomorrow. See, I have them flip flopped in my brain then. Mm-hmm. Because in negotiation, I thought it was neither of us get what we want today. We pick something else. That's compromise. Yeah. Got my brain bad. Y'all, it's all right. <laughs> Y'all okay. know that's it's why. Bra- that's why there's three of us. Yeah. Sometimes you know. <laughs> that's why there's three of that's us. That's why they got my back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, and see the hard part or the difficult piece with the compromise is that again, neither one of us got what we wanted, but we felt like this was the best option mm-hmm. to go with to just keep from escalating this situation it's even the further. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's not a real middle ground. It ain't, you know, it's an illusion. It is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is. And I, you know, the thing is, I I don't know about you all. That's one of the things. Compromise is one of the, I guess, techniques that I teach couples. Mm -hmm. But now adding to, to that negotiation, it it seems like it's working. I don't want to say it's working better, but it seems like it works easier for them. Mm hmm. Because if one person, well, if both of them are allowed to 
share what they want and you know it may not be today but and I can we ha- we definitely have that type of example uh with me and Dr. Strickland mm-hmm. cuz she loves Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. I do not. Mm-hmm. And typically we choose things that or restaurants or what whatnot that will be easier for me to choose something to eat because I don't like Tex-Mex. She's but picky. I am very picky that she eats. I, yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> And so every blue moon, I don't want to say every, uh, yeah, every blue moon, I'll be like, well, let's eat Tex-Mex because we never eat Tex-Mex. I try to, you know, we try to make sure we get hers in too, because I'll eat some tacos mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, chicken quesadilla. Yeah. Hot mess. <laughs> How you live in Texas and you don't like Tex-Mex? Girl, I'm here Girl. by default. It's hot here. I like hot weathers. <laughs> I was like, look, I can eat chips and queso just about every, every day. day. Yeah, she can. Chips and and guacamole. Yeah, I could literally. Mm-hmm. I, I could eat chips I and guac. keep tortilla chips on deck at margarita. home all the time. Mm. Look at y- y- y'all. Y'all haven't home. eaten. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm, tacos, all that. Yeah, I love all that side cream, salsa. <laughs> mm. Yes, make me hungry. But I do agree with what you were saying, Doctor Jones. Like. This year, I have really been working with a lot of my clients to work on their negotiation skills Mm -hmm. because what I have found with the compromise is that, and this often ends up being the more passive individual in the couple because it can be the man or the woman or the woman or whatever, Mm -hmm. floats your boat. They tend to not get anything that they want. And they're just like, I'm just trying to save. I don't want to rock the boat. I'm like, well, you need to rock the boat because this person that you claim to love needs to know that this is not okay for you. Mm -hmm. And so I've really been as a therapist trying to work on my clients working more towards negotiation tactics and you lay everything out there and then you tell me what you okay with and what you not okay with. And then you lay everything out for your side. But it is like pulling teeth to get them to switch from compromise to negotiation yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that's because we promote the word compromise a lot yeah you know pretty much throughout our you know our society you rarely hear anybody say negotiate you do like well negotiate your salary or something like that but we don't even do that Mm -hmm. that yeah (laughs) but we say you know well you should compromise and it's like well okay but what am I giving up what am I allowing myself to be deprived of Mm -hmm. and I agree I think it is the more passive person that tends to get the short end of the stick so Mm -hmm. I think that kind of segues into like what are some of the like different types of you know negotiating styles or compromising styles Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I was doing one of the articles that you sent Mm -hmm. um, and then I found something that was talking about I think there's like five main types Mm -hmm. of um negotiation Mm -hmm. and the one that you're talking about kind of sounds like the um competitive type Mm. Mm -hmm. so with that (laughs) do we want to go into the different types of negotiation i'm here for it all right so you have first off you have the competing type and this will sound very similar to uh last session when we were talking about um types of communication So the competitive um, negotiator is someone that is on the surface. They seem very confident and very assertive and, you know, like they know what they want and they're able to, you know, express that. But the underlying 
thing kind of there is that it's really all about what they want. Mm hmm. You know, they're going to put their needs before everybody else, which goes along with the aggressive style that we were talking about last session. Yeah. You know, that my I'm always going to keep myself in the forefront. Mm -hmm. And then if I feel like thinking about what you need, Mm, that's sad, then I will. That hurt me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's the purpose of being in a relationship if that's how it's going to be? Exactly. If it's only one sided. It's not reciprocal. You know, when you're in a relationship, it needs to be a reciprocal thing. You know, you may not get what you want every day, but every other day. Reciprocal. The relationship is supposed to be mutually beneficial. I say this all the time in session. Don't be in relationships that are not mutually beneficial. Like, what am I getting out of it? What are you getting out of it? Because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then the growth of the relationship is going to become stagnant and we we ain't going to be okay. Right. At all. And you have to be, you have to be okay knowing that you're not okay. Mm-hmm. So that I, I think you said earlier, Dr. Wall, you have to know what it is that you want to negotiate in yeah. order for you to be able to negotiate something. Mm-hmm. That's true. You ain't never lied. I have a couple right now. Mm. And they are polar opposites in so many different ways. And it, it's like pulling teeth to get the gentleman of the the couple to say what he wants. Mm. And the the lady <laughs> of the group, <laughs> she is very like domineering is my way or no way. And this also has um, some say into like personality types, but we're not going to get into that right now because it's a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. and we don't got time to unpack all <laughs> of the personality types. Oh but, gosh, no. <laughs> but even in that, it's like, Y'all got to stop getting into each other's lane because mm-hmm. that's what really starts happening with them. They get into each other's lanes and they're like, well, no, I'm going to do this. And no, I'm going to do. OK, why are you doing what he's supposed to be doing? And why are you doing what she's supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. You ain't even doing mm-hmm. what I told you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we in the same spot we was six months ago. Can you stop it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But each person needs to feel like they have equal say in the relationship. Yeah. It's supposed to be a partnership, not a dictatorship, not a one. Somebody is a superior over the other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not what a relationship is, you know, but that old saying the opposites attract, Mm -hmm. you know, you see that you see it so much in couples. Mm -hmm. You really do. Um, and then they end up with these types of problems. You mm-hmm. have a, you know, a competitive negotiator mm-hmm. that's, you know, combined with a passive person. So then the passive person, like we said last week, mm-hmm. you know, is not going to want to rock the boat. They're going to, you know, just kind of take the one down. Mm-hmm. So then they end up in these very lopsided relationships where their needs are not being met. But the other person may think that it's all gravy and, you know, it's rainbows and sunshine because Mm -hmm. I'm getting my needs met. And that's just sad. Oh, yeah. I've been in a relationship like that. Well, let me rephrase that. Not as like the passive person. Um, The person that I was talking to was trying to get us into a relationship like that. And I was like, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, son. (laughs) Shout out to my New Yorkers. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah and so you have to like those are things that you have to be mindful of when you're entering into into any type of relationship if it's platonic or romantic like you Mm -hmm. have to know what's healthy for you what feels and the thing is we get into relationships that are uncomfortable and then we start asking should i 
should I be, am I tripping? Or like, should I be taking this? Am I taking this to the extreme? <laughs> mm-hmm. No. If that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. It don't matter what we think. If you're uncomfortable in the relationship, then it's uncomfortable. So either one of two things have to happen, either talk about it and address it so it can hopefully change or mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah. But you know, people not trying to let go of stuff. They want to hold on to it. Mm. To their Their hand is bloody and toe up and mangled. Yes. Yeah, I know. And and it, and the thing is, I can sit up here and say that is say that like it's easy to let people yeah, go because easy. it's not. Mm-mm. And so sometimes, you know, I understand why people don't want to let the relationships go. Mm-hmm. But okay, keep being unhealthy. Yeah, and sad and hurt. Mm-hmm. It's a process, definitely, but sure. at certain point, you got to be like, is this healthy for me? Like, yeah. that's really the question you have to ask yourself, not do I got a way out, not is this going to work in my favor? Like, is this healthy for me? And mm-hmm. if it's not, you got to be willing to do what you need to do in order to survive. And you have to know you're worth that. Yeah. But, you know, we don't say that to people. Mm. You know, the culture at large says things like, but that's your insert that person's rule mm-hmm. but that's your wife but that's your husband but that's your mama but that's your sister you know and and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we force people to stay in things that even in the deep recesses of their mind they know is not healthy for them but the pressure on the outside says mm-hmm. because of who this person is to you you should be able to put up with whatever it is they throw your way and what kind of abusive, dysfunctional thought process is that? Like when you really sit back and think about that, there's nothing healthy in that statement at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But people, and especially when it's like family relationships, mm. people have a hard time letting go of unhealthy family members. Oh, you for sure. Never lied. I have had several clients that have, so therapist confession (laughs) (laughs) what I want to say so sometimes I tell my clients I'm like look do you want a Dr. Strickland response (laughs) or do you want a Rashonda response because them are two totally different people and sometimes they'll say well I want give give me both I say well the professional response is going to be okay so you got to look at this relationship look at the value you know how are they pouring into you versus withdrawing from you yada 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 insert all the therapy speak Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the per- the personal response is like you got to let them go mm-hmm. like you're you're doing nothing but causing yourself pain and and turmoil for really what for nothing and it doesn't matter that this is your your mama in in the mm-hmm. person that I'm thinking about in um, particular even though I've had several of these it, their mother was extremely unhealthy for them mm-hmm. and they just could not bear to get away from this relationship and if I had to guess of course I didn't know the mother um, but if I had to guess I would put mom in that competing style mm-hmm. that you know because they had this whole thing where the mom like overtook like a family event and didn't ask my client about kind of mm-hmm. how that event was going to be run mm-hmm. and my client really struggled with holding her parent accountable got you you know that's a good episode we might need to add that to our sessions that we like pedestal parenting Mm. 
yeah. because that's mm-hmm. that's a struggle a lot of people struggle with that or you know an older relative in the family mm-hmm. um and i know it's because of the way we were raised yeah. we were raised to you know be respectful you respect to our, your elders yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, we're not saying to go and dis- be disrespectful. No, because you, you can you can state your grounds without being disrespectful. That's exactly. something that my mom always like. You can tell me anything you want to tell me, but don't be disrespectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the problem is with that type of negotiation that we were talking about being that competitive type. It is a my way or no way, my mm-hmm. way or the highway type of energy that goes on in that type mm-hmm. of negotiation, and it ends up being like okay, I'm sacrificing you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happened with this person. Like their parent essentially was like, well, did the, it's my way or the highway mm. kind of thing. Like, well, if you don't do this, then I'm not coming to the event. Okay. Then don't come. Right. Which I'm going to be real sad. Yeah. So this client, and which is actually a, a good segue was more of this next type of negotiation mm. style. Um, they were more of the avoider type. So they just kind of was like, okay, whatever. All right. And then just went along with it, but then comes to session and is blowing up in session, Mm. you know? And it's like, well, what do you, what do you expect to happen if you don't communicate? And that's where the, but this is my, and then insert, you got to channel that. Mm -hmm. You got to use everything within you to, to get, the proper results you want and I feel like that is a a serious struggle that I see in a lot of clients is that they're just they struggle with being able to be an assertive person Mm -hmm. and not hurt the person that they love and I'm like long as you delivering it in an appropriate way you just have to deal with the fallout of it because it's going to hurt them because it's your boundary yeah but i think that goes back to kind of what we were talking about last week that people confuse assertive and aggressive i agree Mm -hmm. with that especially if you tend to lean more towards this avoiding type Mm -hmm. of negotiating or passive communication then in your mind assertive and aggressive sound the same yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. but see that but that's the thing when you begin to communicate facts truth whether it's positive or negative, mm-hmm. how how you deliver it, and I can't remember if I said this last session or not, but how you deliver it is important because if you deliver mm-hmm. it effectively, yeah, then if they get upset by what you say, that's not on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's on them. If you get if they get upset by how you say it, mm-hmm. then that is on you, right? Yeah. But both of them, you can't take responsibility for. Mm-mm. I say this to my clients all the time. I say truth without compassion is cruelty. Mm. Yeah. So you can't just be, well, I get, I'm blunt. I give all truth and you know, I just stay, mm. hold on, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Right. Cause if you go in there chopping somebody head off with the truth, that's just cruel. Right. And then that will be received incorrectly. And mm-hmm. then now you have an argument mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because both of you now are going to start, trying to prove your point or argue your point yeah and he and the reality is if you love somebody why would you intentionally want to hurt them mm. make that make sense for me yeah mm-hmm. mm. it's all in deliverance mm-hmm. <laughs> and the agendas <laughs> definitely which is going to be very difficult for this next style of <laughs> negotiator which is avoiding 
So this is the person that is very going to be very similar to the passive style of communication that we talked about last session. So they're not really assertive, tend to be very apprehensive about how they approach situations, how they deal with problems. Um, they're going to be the uh, ride the fence type of person, you mm-hmm. know, or straddle the fence. That's what it's called. Straddle the fence. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to rock the boat. Like, mm-hmm. eh. mm-hmm. yeah. They're the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Oh, Cause they think that, your point is better than theirs or your contribution is better than theirs. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's sad. I used to be this person, but I ain't got time. <laughs> you know, and this one <laughs> on the surface sounds like it would be good because they're willing to sacrifice themselves for the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like you said, the sacrificial lamb, you mm-hmm. know, they'll put themselves on the chopping block for it. But then again, you're still not getting your needs met because you're not negotiating in an effective manner. Mm-hmm. And see, if you go too long in that role, you'll start, you'll start believing, not just thinking, but believing that you're not worthy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Yeah. And that, that, and that's, that's, that hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, maybe I'm not the avoiding back in the day. I probably be more like the, the next one that's mm-hmm. about to come up because yeah. I don't avoid things. Like when I think back, I I don't have a problem with talking about stuff, but it is more so I want to love you. I want to help you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So go right on ahead, Dr. Wall. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the next style, I'm going to let her go into depth about it, but the next style is accommodating. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. So the accommodating person um, is, again, this is similar to the avoidant, but even more so they want, the whole focus is maintaining the relationship. Mm -hmm. So they will definitely, (laughs) you know, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is minimizing. So here's your psych 101, you know, lesson for today, you know, minimizing is just therapy speak for you're making a situation not seem as important or as significant as it truly is. Mm -hmm. And the accommodating individual is going to negotiate in a way that makes whatever their needs are not seem like they're as important as they probably really are because Mm -hmm. they, they value the relationship that they have with you more than what they want. Mm -hmm. People pleasers. Mm -hmm. I was going to say they want to keep harmony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of the above. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. And again, on the surface, this looks very noble. I mean, you know, it is noble, but at what expense? Exactly. There has to be balance. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's Agreed. why mm-hmm. when we were talking last time, that's when you had them fits of rage and I, you black out. It's too much. You can't continuously suppress your emotions and not deal with stuff, not process what's going on with you or not tell the person that they're stepping all over you. Mm-hmm. you know because a lot of times they really don't know they're stepping all over you mm-hmm. it's you're allowing it yeah. right man i know we've said this several times in turn so please forgive us but that is a hard pill to swallow that when you really realize that you have allowed some people to speak treat you uh in a certain type of way mm-hmm. that doesn't mesh well with who you are really and truly but because of what you've been taught, what you believe, you know, in all those ways that you, you've done that, you yeah. know, you've allowed people to use you, abuse you, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things. And talk to you any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, um, a client 
and someone I know personally um, had that conversation with them and they both kind of was like boom, light bulb and instant tears because mm-hmm. it's like, dang, I didn't realize I was doing that. I, I really thought I was doing um, a good thing and trying to be there for that person and build them up and all of that. But at the end of the day, you lost you mm-hmm. in the process of doing it. And I'm, and I'm, and I can speak from experience because I have been this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's difficult to come out of that too. You can, once you have that light bulb, especially, you know, when you're consistently engaging with the, with a particular person mm-hmm. and that's the person that's been doing this to, or I don't want to say doing this to you, but you've been <laughs> allowing to this to happen with, mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of it because then when you start changing, when you, when that light bulb go off, then you realize they do this to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've been letting this happen. Yeah. And so then you start noticing it and you start voicing it, but because it's been happening for so long. They like, what you, I've been, we've been, what? Mm -hmm. I talked to, and it's so funny. I was just talking about this earlier this week that when that light bulb finally does come on for you and you start to make change, you have to be very, and we've probably said this on another session too, but you have to be prepared that the people in your life are going to try to keep you in the role that you've always been in Mm -hmm. because they don't want to do the work to change with you in your new uh your new kind of stance mm-hmm. yeah so and it's not going to be like these conscious things like i think i'm going to go argue with her so that she will remain <laughs> in her accommodating <laughs> style of negotiation yeah. um you know but it's going to be more they will say things like oh, man you've been acting funny lately mm-hmm. you know? are you acting brand new uh-huh or who you think you are or who you think you is, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> um, I always tell my clients to know what your action steps need to be because this mm-hmm. is kind of it. Kind of goes along with setting boundaries. So I mm-hmm. always tell them you need to know what your action steps are after you have had your light bulb moment. And I typically recommend that they always have some type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they typically don't like that. And I'd be like, I don't care what you like. This is not about what you like. This is what is going to be most healthy for you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. has a smoother transition because if you do start just acting different they're gonna really be like oh you acting funny and Mm -hmm. the reality is you are acting funny because you have not allowed the people that you claim to love to go along the journey with you Mm -hmm. and see i always tell my couples you once you start making these changes you have to understand how it's going to affect you your partner and the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and it's definitely important for you to talk about the changes that you're about to make, because if you just start making changes and they don't know, it can be a situation where they think that you've changed to the point where you don't love them anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're all a little self-centered. Oh yeah. You gotta be to mm-hmm. a certain degree. True. Mm-hmm. So for our next style is compromising. So this person is kind of two sides of the same coin. (laughs) So they do a little bit of the, they try to mediate, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and play the all role essentially middle ground, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and again, this, this one on the surface (laughs) looks healthy, looks very healthy (laughs) um, because it seems like they're being cooperative. It seems like they're being assertive. You know, it seems like we've come to an agreement, um, but really down deep in the belly, they not happy. <laughs> yeah, because they're not getting what they want. Mm-hmm. But it, to everyone else, they're like, oh, 
she's so easy to talk to or easy to work with or easy to be with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's perfect yep <laughs> or mm-hmm. he's perfect because this is a style that will flip flop mm. mm-hmm. you know because again they're they're going to straddle the fence a little bit more than you know the previous one the accommodating one this person is really going to because accommodating is just going to do whatever you you know Works think best. is yeah but the compromising person is going to kind of sway with the wind hmm. i'm not com- yes compromising okay oh that's what we're calling okay good that's the middle ground good oh wait wait over here oh that's the middle ground uh, okay mm-hmm. those people are dangerous it depends mm-hmm. on the set of circumstances it's almost and not to say that it's not but it reminds me of someone who doesn't have integrity mm-hmm. even though i know that's not intentionally what someone who is trying to compromise is doing but at some point you do you you have to know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do mm-hmm. that's true now you have to stay Stand for some, stand for something, or you'll fall for anything. <laughs> okay, that's what quote they say. Yeah. <laughs> Who is they? Mm. You don't know say that. Come, tell us interns in the comments if we should do uh, a session on the idea of they. Here she go, y'all. Because <laughs> yeah, I unleash so her. I love all of these existential. Ex- <laughs> I wish you could see me on camera because I'm holding my mic like you know I'm about to go do some spoken word or something. Like Jill Scott. <laughs> but I love all of these like existential, you know, philosophical types of discussions. Uh, so when I was running group, it's so funny. Sidebar. Uh, when I was running group for the company that will remain unnamed. Uh, I did a whole group on the question why. I bet you did. I did. And <laughs> and the kids loved it. Because those are the kids that we had. Yes. Now, the brainiacs. This literally was on the fly because I had not prepared for group that day. So I was like, oh, God, what am I going to do? And I said, and I just wrote the, the question why on the board. And then we just kind of took it from there and ended up with a whole hour and a half discussion about the question why. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? Kids. You know, for you, what does it mean for others? How do you answer a question like that? What does it lead to? I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. But like I said, sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all let us know in the comments. So I'm going to go ahead and put mine and say yes. uh, But y'all let us know. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, because I have to talk to my clients about that they statement. Well, they say that I'm supposed to be married by 30 with children and a successful career. Who is they? Tell them and they to mind the business that pay them. (laughs) Yes. And that's why we have a lot of people that don't know how to communicate because they think we have to have this role and supposed to be meek and timid and classy and we can't speak. (laughs) Now she done went off on a tangent, (laughs) y'all. But this is why y'all love us. So, you know, just to kind of wrap up the compromising person, you know, they're going to... Like both Dr. Watt and Dr. Jones have said, you know, this person doesn't really stand for as much on the surface. They seem like they are the the ideal for how to negotiate your needs and wants. But, you know, there's still some left to be desired there. Yeah. Now. Oh, were you going to say something? Mm-mm. Now, the final version, um, which would be the more ideal of all of them, uh, would be the collaborating um, type of negotiation. 
So this is the person that's going to be very honest about what they want. They're going to put all of their cards on the table. They're going to do it in a way that is assertive yet um, is not. It's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. This porridge is too hot. This porridge is too cold. And this porridge is just right. (laughs) This is going to be the collaborating person. So they're going to take what you need what they need and we're really going to kind of bounce our ideas back and forth against one another Mm -hmm. until we get to a point where we both feel that we've reached uh, an agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for for a lot of us, we tend to think that, you know, when we're having a discussion with our partner or friends that we talk about the points (laughs) and that's it. And we're, it's, it's supposed to be resolved quickly and it's done. Sometimes that's not the, that's not true. Cause <laughs> you, you didn't come to that thought process just now. You, this thought process that you have has been like growing and forming over the expanse of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to make sure that you look at all sides, mm-hmm. my side and what you, your side of how you, how, what I said or did may have, may have affected you and, mm-hmm. you know, un, in, being empathetic and understanding what you feel so that I can make sure I address that in my communication with you. Like, okay, I can understand how you felt hurt when I said, said this Mm -hmm. this said comment in this certain way you know you know we have to be able to communicate all sides of those things so that we can make sure we're being understood and we understand Mm self-awareness man self-awareness is so key Mm -hmm. it's necessary yes it is but it's so hard to do Mm -hmm. because we love to lie to ourselves (laughs) Everybody don't want to do that shadow work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's not pretty. Self-awareness is not this little cute wrapped up in a bold thing. It's you got to get for real with yourself and you got to deal with some demons that you got. Mm-hmm. You know, and that scares some people. Um, and you realize that you really don't want to be vulnerable with the most impor- important person, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, it's scary because you're going to feel something. Mm-hmm. But feelings have never killed anyone. No, no, they haven't. Now, is it uncomfortable? Oh, yes, mm-hmm. most definitely. And you don't want to feel it. But if you just go ahead and deal with you and feel it, it'll be over. So speaking of that, uh, something I've been talking about with my clients recently is the 90 second rule. And what that is. Uh, so if you sit in a feeling for 90 seconds, the physical effect of that feeling essentially is gone. Um, after that 90 seconds, the mental effect may not be gone, but your body is essentially over it. Mm-hmm. So, and I talked to them, of course, you know, I, I told you I'd like to use humor and therapy. So I, I, you know, I'll say something like, you know, like, can you hold a plank for a minute and a half? Like, it seems like it's real quick, but the second you need to hold a plank, you no, realize how long a minute and a half really is. Oh, no. I'm going to use one worse. <laughs> burpees. I hate burpees. Yes. You have to do burpees <laughs> for a minute. You realize, oh, God, that yeah, minute I'm is so long. <laughs> you know, and it's because time is relative, of course, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, if you're doing something you enjoy, three hours can pass in the blink of an eye. But if you're dreading what you're doing, it literally feels like four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talked to them about, okay, so if, you know, this is the most extreme version of this example, but set your, your watch or set a timer for a minute and a half and sit in that feeling. By the time that timer is up, your body has said, okay, I'm good. But if your mind is still reeling from it, then mm-hmm. that's the thing that you really need to deal with mm-hmm. because then it's, I'm creating my own um, sense of hell here mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because my mind is the one that's not letting it go. My body let it go already. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, to add to that, I have to talk to a lot of my clients about identifying the right emotion to start off. Mm -hmm. Because if you start trying to do the 90 second rule with the wrong emotion, of course it's going to be difficult for you to let it go because you haven't identified the right emotion. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So I, I tend to send my clients, every client I have, I send them a filling sheet, everyone. Because what we, and you can Google them interns, you can Google filling sheets. And cause I, I try to get people to identify the right emotion. So, and well, I send the filling sheet so that you can enhance your vocabulary of emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we, we only have the, the famous five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make my people do a whole mood chart for at least a week. Mm. And mm-hmm. if that mood chart comes back with sad, happy, angry, then they got to do it again because I'm like, you got way more emotions than that. And they get the feelings uh, list. I give them the smiley face version. Okay. I give them the word list. I give them the wheel, the emotional wheel. I give them all of that mm-hmm. because I'm like, you're not going to have no reason to not do your homework properly. Yeah. But what they find out is that they're emotionally stunted mm-hmm. or emotionally retarded not retarded retarded as in music you you retard music um and so they don't know how to properly cope with anything Mm -hmm. and then the people in their lives don't know how to deal with them because they're they're trying to address the wrong feeling Mm -hmm. yeah so if you tell me that you're angry but the feeling (laughs) that you're feeling is really disappointed i'm going to try to address angry yep Mm -hmm. and then you're going to stay angry with me because i'm addressing the wrong feeling because it's really your disappointment in me that i should be addressing not your anger yep and that happens all the time it does Mm -hmm. but if you were a collaborating negotiator (laughs) like that i like that you would be communicating that in a way that this behavior led to this feeling, which led to this, you know, result. How can in the future, how can we do better mm-hmm. so that when this situation arises again, we have a plan on how to deal with it. And that's self-awareness mm-hmm. and collaborator. You see how we brought that back, y'all? <laughs> see, we can be a little tangential, but we know how to bring it back. And it's okay. For sure. That's why y'all listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think um, it's important that we make sure and let our, our listeners know, our interns know that, you know, when you're listening to us and we're talking about these different things to, you know, do some self checks, you know, does that resonate with you? Does it not resonate with you? Do you know somebody <laughs> that needs to listen to this particular session? Mm-hmm. Um, because like we w- we've been saying that self-awareness is going to be key to your forward progress. And what 
we find a lot of times is that people talk a good game, but they don't do the work. They don't oh, back mm-hmm. it up and they just stay in the same spot um, until someone checks them or something horrible happens or whatever. And, you know, if you're listening to these podcasts, we want to make sure that you're also using these podcasts because, yes, it's entertainment, but there's also some little nuggets of truth mm-hmm. that you can um, get from it. And like, although y'all know this isn't therapy, it's like y'all getting free therapy. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> so application is key. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that again for, so that when we, you know, on and popping, <laughs> they can't come back and say, well, y'all was doing therapy on the air. Nah, this nah. is not therapy. It is therapeutic, but not therapy. Exactly. Techniques. Mm-hmm. That we just broadcasting all over the airwaves. You hear that, lawyers? <laughs> we just want to make that clear. Yes. And and it's in the beginning of the uh, the music, when the music comes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so side, you know, a little segue, little side note. Um, I want to give a huge prop to all of our interns that we have been accumulating over the last two months. Because we really didn't realize like how far reaching our our reach <laughs> couldn't think of another word was until we looked at our analytics for the podcast, y'all, and we have reached eight, I believe it is, um, countries. Of course the US because we're in the US, but I wanted to give a shout out to the other countries that have been rocking with us over these these last two months. So we have France, shout out to y'all. Hey. Hi. Bonjour. <laughs> we have Ireland, shout out to my people, because I'm you know, I'm part Irish and stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have Kuwait. I don't I don't know any Kuwaitis, but hello, how are you? My dad's been to Kuwait many times. Yes, oh, family cool. has been there, yes. Yeah. Um our next one is Italy. Mm-hmm. All right then. Yes, I, I know some, I know some Italian people. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Australia. Good day. Yes, shout out to my Annie who's in Australia. She is an Australian. Yes, y'all y'all should see her. She's waving at the wall. Don't <laughs> judge me, <laughs> listeners, because I'm going to keep doing it. And then we have the United Kingdom. Shout out to all my Brits and and great people out there. Hello, mm-hmm. how, how are you? Top of the morning. <laughs> Top of the morning, do you? Oh, I know that, that was be, horrible. No, that's the That wrong. would be more Irish, wouldn't it? See, you see how she done threw us all? Sorry. I was a little I slow on the draw. I not yet, dog. I you know, to say I can't, <laughs> I can't think of the accent, but I know that I watched this show called Love Island, and it's based in the UK, and all I can think of is, I got a text. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all excuse me. Don't butcher us. Or, you know, I'm, I know I'm over here messing stuff up. And then our final um, country that has been listening to us so far is India. And that was a shocker. We were like, whoa. I know. Yeah, Let me find out. That's pretty cool. So definitely thank you to everybody for how far we've gotten just like you know dr wall said in the last couple of months it's definitely been a blessing Mm -hmm. you know and very uh fulfilling to know that people enjoy what you're doing yeah yeah you know because this is a scary thing you're putting yourself out there you know uh personally you're putting yourself out there professionally uh so it is a very fearful thing to do and it's been very overwhelming in a good way that you guys enjoy what we do uh, on a continuous basis so Mm -hmm. thank you 
Thank you for the compliments. Thank yes. you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the other synonyms. Mm-hmm. That we- <laughs> Muchas gracias. <laughs> yes. Well, as customary, mm-hmm. we are going to read a quote. And it is, no relationship is perfect ever. There are always some ways you have to bend, to compromise, to give something up in order to gain something greater. And this quote is by Sarah Dessen. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.